Um, so tonight I'm going to speak on breaking free from the flock. So you've probably heard the saying about someone being a sheep and you probably know it's not referring to them about being a cute bull of fluffy wool bleeding around fields. Being a sheep is a term that describes someone who mindlessly follows others in what they say or do. So as you ask, so as you are asked this, think about not what you want to hear but the truth. Are you one? Most people would like to think that they are not influenced by others, but at times it's difficult not to be. Think about your peers at school. How many wear similar clothes, have the same brand of phone, style their hair the same way, or start using words or language they've copied from others? Of course it could be because they simply like this style, but because they're subconsciously following what is deemed to be in or on trend rather than actively thinking about what they really want or like. So now I ask you again, are you one? Whether you are one or not, I want you to stand out in your school because you aren't doing what everyone else is. But I want you to really stand out by showing and advocating to your friends, classmates or colleagues about there being a God, not just saying, any God, but our God. Um, 1 Peter 3 verses 15. But in your hearts honour Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defence to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that it is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. 2 Corinthians 6 verses 8. We serve God whether people honour us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest but they call us imposters. Hello. Hi. My phone is glitching out, which is my bad. So you all know me. I'm Nikita, just so you know. Uh, tonight I'm talking about reading the Bible, because that's always something you need to do. Yeah. There are lots of genres in the Bible. Did you know that? There are like so many, it's nuts. Do you like romance, anyone? <laughs> romance. If you like romance, oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. Read the story of Abraham and Sarah. They were together for like over a hundred years. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah, you could back then. I don't know. Can you imagine spending a hundred years with someone? They would, yeah. And they had a kid together, like after the hundred years, which was more insane. That's like not even possible, but God was like, oops, it is. <laughs> well, the story of Ruth and Boaz. Ruth went through so much and moved towns. Back then, you only moved towns if you got like kicked out or you didn't know anyone else. Like everyone you knew died, because that's just how people went back then. This is sad, yeah. The Bible's very sad. You should read a genre of it. I don't know. <laughs> but she moved to hang out with her mother-in-law because she loved her dearly. And then she fell in love with another man who was much richer and could like look after her. Do you like sci-fi? Read Acts 8:26. A man named Philip baptized another man who just meant God. He dumped the man underwater, and the second he got out of it, Philip was gone. 
he teleported to another town. Well, God can. <laughs> Which it was called Azotos. He literally just, poof, to another town. You can't do that now. We can't do that with science. And yet God was like, bing, like a few hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only a few. It's not that much. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's going nuts. Okay. <laughs> a man, uh, what about horror? Does anyone here like horror movies? One person does. Oh, thank you. <laughs> a man was, this is just one of them. It's not one of the gorious ones. There are much gorier ones. Yeah. <laughs> a man was walking in a barren desert because God said to, obviously. God said, do you think these bones can live? And Ezekiel, that's the guy. Yes, Ezekiel said, God said, do you think these bones can live? Ezekiel responded, oh God, only you know. (laughs) Only you know. And God made a whole ancient army come back to life. There are much scarier stories than that, but I like that one because like he walks him through like, oh, say this to the bones. And then they're like, started levitating and then like meat started happening and then like said breathe onto them and now they had breath and I don't know what happened afterwards. You should read about that in the Bible. Hello. <laughs> There's definitely more parts to the Bible that are pretty scary sometimes, but life's scary sometimes. Do you ever like fantasy? This guy, Jacob, in Genesis 28, fell asleep on a rock and had a dream. Most of you know that dreams are a pretty important part in the Bible. He climbed a ladder and went to heaven. I don't know about you, but that seems strange. That's, that's pretty high up on the fantasy levels. And then he met God. That's nuts. He volunteered to do this thing for God, but then he saw strange creatures covered with eyes. What? <laughs> what does that even mean? How epic is that? That, that? That's the description we get. Strange mythical creatures covered head to toe in eyes. Make sure to read that story because, like, it, it gives more detail and I'm giving you less description than I should to, like, get the whole story, so you should read it. <laughs> How about mystery and conspiracy? Maybe you want to theorize over something. You should take a look at Revelations. Oh, <laughs> don't start that if you haven't read the Bible before because it is crazy. Like, it never makes any sense. People are still theorizing about it now. It's just a whole bunch of everything and none of us know what it means. There's also smut. Let's not go there. (laughs) But it is in there. (laughs) Don't Google it. (laughs) Maybe you're... (laughs) Like sexy times. (laughs) What do you guys think smut was? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Let's not go too far into that right now. But it is in there. It's a genre and it's in the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> There's like songs about it, you know what I mean. Maybe you're into... <laughs> there should be that. Maybe you're into like gloomy stuff. There are tons of times in the Bible where people are so down and so ready to just give up on everything. I know, it's so like, yay, read it. 
My point is, the Bible is God's word. If you ever need to look for answers in life or a helping hand, you should read the Bible. But it's more than that. There are hundreds of stories and countless lessons to learn. You can read the Bible whenever. It's not just something when you need help, like praying. You shouldn't pray when you're down on your luck or you really need this, like, one pair of pants. It's, like, really good, but you're just so broke. But yeah. Hebrews uh, 4.12, For the word of the God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the soul and the spirit and the joints and marrow, bone marrow, and the disconcerner of the thoughts and intents of heart, which basically means the word of God has such serious power it can heal your body, mind, and soul. If you're not sure to look, often in the back of the Bible, there's a context for when you're going through anything. If you're happy, they have verses to read so that you can like flip through and go to, or if you're sad, jealous, or if there's just anything. There's lots of things that the Bible can do. So give it a read. <laughs> 